in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. This is episode 127 of the Two White Chicks in China. Thank you for listening. Before we start with the show, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has left us a review. As we mention in every episode, reviews really help, or at least the ratings help other people find us in Apple Podcasts. Although, if you leave us a review on any other podcast platform, that's also cool with us. <laughs> Again, to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon, that's Patreon.com/slash Two White chicks and patreon if you haven't heard of it before is this really cool platform where people who create free content like nora and i can ask for support you can give a very small donation every month and that will help us create additional content and hopefully we might do some videos in the future and also pay for our production costs and stuff like that <laughs> so, Nora, do you have a fact about China for us? I do. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Zhuang people. They are the largest ethnic minority in China. Han is the largest majority, and it's vast majority. It's over ninety percent.、Mm. But the second largest is still a sizable population. It's eighteen million people. So these are the Zhuang people. So this is like larger than a lot of European countries. Yeah, yeah,、right. Mo- most of them, actually.、Mm-hmm. So it's near to us. So we're in Guangdong Province, and most of the Zhuang people live in Guangxi Province. So I didn't really know a whole lot about these people up until the eighties, which I was really surprised to find half of the Zhuang still were monolingual and spoke only Zhuang and. Not Chinese, so this language is really different from Chinese. It's closer to Thai,、oh. so it's in the Thai family of languages. Which I learned that the Thai family of languages is spelled T A I. It's not T H A I like. Thai, like the language spoken in Thailand or Siamese, however you want to say.、It. And then this language, so I kind of dug into it because we're written Chinese.com, and both of us are interested in language learning. So I kind of got hooked on this whole idea of looking、mm. into their language.、And、the Zhuang language has its own Putonghua. So Putonghua、oh. means like a standardized, common language in Chinese. So when you say Chinese. When you're referring to the language, it's kind of a vague description. But generally, what people mean when they say Chinese is Mandarin Chinese,、yeah. which is called Putonghua, which literally means the common language. So it's standardized dialect,、mm-hmm. right? So the Zhuang language has its own Putonghua. So it's got its own standardized dialect, which comes from a northern dialect. They have their own written language, which has been using Chinese characters for a thousand years, and they also made up their own characters by taking components of Chinese characters and sticking them together. So that's really interesting. It's called Son Deep, which I'd never heard of before. But then in 1957, the People's Republic of China introduced an alphabet script for the newly standardized Zhuang language, and it has the Latin letter. And also some Cyrillic and、oh, some、what? IPA letters. Okay, so Cyrillic you might know, but then IPA letters, if you haven't studied or taught language before, are those little phonetic symbols that appear in the dictionary that explain how to pronounce English phonetically. Yeah, if you've taken an an ESL course or a TEFL course online, you have to do a section on that. If you're a native speaker, you're not as maybe not as familiar with the IPA letters.、Mm. But anyway, this new like standardized Zhuang language uses Latin letters and 
brands that are like an IPA. So they're trying to、mm-hmm. get away from the use of the old Chinese characters and created characters that、wow. has come about. There's a lot of other cool stuff. All this information I got from Wikipedia. We'll also link to it in the show notes, but I'm sure you can search Zhuang. It's Z H U A N G. But I found it really, really fascinating just to remind myself that there's a lot more going on in China culturally than what we necessarily see in the city of Shenzhen, which is like、oh, yeah. this modern, super fast-paced city that's kind of becoming somewhat westernized and somewhat its own thing. I'm sure there's a lot of people in Shenzhen、Probably. that speak this language, so I'd be curious to bump into some here. It's 18 million people that I didn't know about. <laughs> Well, talking of things going on out of the city, my news article today is headlined: Chinese migrant worker returns home to find her husband has killed her. So this is a, a female migrant worker. So this is a very common thing we've talked about in past episodes, where people go from their small hometowns into the bigger cities to basically make money while their families, usually their children, stay in their hometown and they work. They might just live in like a dormitory or shared accommodation, and they tend to send most of their money home. So this lady had not been home in quite some time, but when she returned home, she discovered that her household registration had been cancelled. Was also a death certificate, as well as her former spouse had remarried. <laughs> <laughs> the local police station had issued this death certificate for her in February of 2017, declaring she had died from illness in 2015. She told a local newspaper that she, during this time, although she hadn't been home, she'd been in contact with her family, and she'd been working in the city of Changsha in Hunan Province. And she suspected that her husband had arranged the fake death certificate because he wanted to remarry. <laughs> They'd been married since 1995, and they had two sons, but they. Had actually lived apart without contact since 2006. She'd actually heard rumors from her village telling her that the husband or her ex-husband had. Possibly faked her death, but it was only after her bank had not recognized her identity card that she realized that something had gone awry. But what's even weirder about this story is that on the death certificate, both her husband and her father had stamped the application, the death certificate, and it was signed by the village chief. So it was like everyone was part of this conspiracy to like knock her off. <laughs> her own father. Her own father, but he insisted that he had not stamped the application. So I don't know what's going on. So、there. he hired somebody maybe to act as her pa- father. Possibly,、maybe. but when it says stamped, official places have these stamps, don't they? And it's even quite personal. Like if you work for a bank, for example, each bank clerk has their own like individual stamp. So if there's some official document, it always comes back to that person. So this stamp, if you lose it or or it gets stolen, like it's really really a major thing. So I'm wondering if there was some family stamp you get to stamp official documents or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just curious about the. Stamp thing. It didn't say anything about that. So maybe someone stole his stamp or something. The village chief, who'd also been part of this, he'd signed the death certificate. Said he had been part of it, but he'd only had the job for two years. He hadn't met the woman, so he just trusted the husband's word. Wow, this is a really lengthy process to go through just, instead of having a conversation. Just divorce, just, you just have to get、somebody. a divorce if they've been. I mean, they've obviously been separated for quite some time. Maybe he was worried that she would want some kind of compensation.、Mm. The other villagers had confirmed that. The husband had remarried another woman in the neighboring village, and the police said that they'd been able to issue her a new household registration document. I don't know how if she's dead. I imagine in China, if you. <laughs> 
if you're dead, like, that's it. What do you do? She wasn't sure if she was still married to her husband, but she told the newspaper that she would definitely agree to a divorce. <laughs> so I guess he must have bribed somebody. There's no body. There's no evidence that she's right. dead. I think in the U.S. there's a number of years that somebody has to go missing before you can... Is it like seven? I think it's seven. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same in the U.K. But obviously there's some kind of investigation. It's not like, oh, they left home and I never saw them again, therefore they must be dead. You have to yeah. have some other evidence to support their death. They have to do some digging in order to make that happen. But. You think so? I mean, I think this is an, some article that we mentioned in a past episode. I'm getting, uh, you know, some recollection that in most countries, a doctor or some official person has to declare someone dead. But in some of these small towns, that often doesn't happen. It was a story about someone waking up in a morgue. Do you remember? Yeah. It was quite recently, wasn't it? And it was because a doctor or some other professional had not been there to check to see if the person had passed away, which is how this accident occurred. (laughs) All right, so let's move on to our question today. And this one comes from Natalie, and she's left us a voicemail message. If you also want to ask us a question, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail and leave us your question. So let's hear what Natalie has to say. Hi, Holly and Nora. This is Natalie. I live in Lexington, Kentucky in the U.S., and I recently started working for a company in Zibwa, China. I will continue to live here in the U.S., but have uh, I get to travel to Zibwa uh, three to four times a year for meetings and conferences. So my question for you is, do you have any suggestions for gifts that I can bring? Most of my team members are women in their 20s and 30s, but they also have young families and babies and small children. There's a lot of really cool guys that work there too. Um, So I would love some suggestions on things that I can bring them that maybe they can't find there or is overpriced there and I can get it for maybe a good deal. I've offered to get things for them at stores or Costco and they're very, very timid. So if you have any suggestions for gifts or just items I can help them stock up on, that would be so great. Thank you so much. Yay. Okay. I love talking about gifts. Yeah. It's a nice question, isn't it? I was thinking maybe we should start, I know we've talked about this in the past, but maybe some things to stay away from just in general. As we have mentioned these things quite a lot in the past, I'm just going to give you a few things off a list. These are things not to buy. Clocks, shoes, handkerchiefs, umbrellas, towels, or sharp objects like knives and scissors. And definitely no green hats. (laughs) So the reason for a lot of these things are things like clocks are associated with time and death. Shoes or things that come in twos are like to do with separation, which is also really negative. Scissors, I think that is that because there's two side is also two sides, I think. And the green hat thing is a really weird thing about like being cuckolded. Green hats are to do with being cuckolded. So you obviously don't want to give someone a green hat. We won't see any green hats. <laughs> seen a green hat. <laughs> um, although Champson did, t- so I obviously asked Champson, our colleague, what kind of gifts that she would suggest, which I have entitled Champson suggests, <laughs> which is a new segment of our podcast. And she said she's bought her friends umbrellas in the. Past past the friend gives her back one yuan so it's as though it's not really a gift it's like someone bought it so oh. even though like you want to give someone a gift the other person gives you one yuan so it's as though they paid you for it <laughs> oh okay that's how they get around <laughs> that's it. how they get around it yeah <laughs> 
when you give a gift as well, this is one other thing you should give with two hands. And something that I learned really late on when I'd already made this mistake, if someone gives you a gift, you're not supposed to open it. So maybe when Natalie gives them a gift, if it's in a bag or, or wrapped, they might not open it in front of you, depending on whether they feel that they should do that or not. Yeah, that's a good point. You shouldn't expect them or push them to open it in front of you. I break that rule though, because uh, I, I found that people who have given me gifts also in China enjoy like seeing my excitement because yeah. I love presents so yeah. I'll usually ask them me too me like too. I'm that's just kind of like can now. I open yeah, it now is it okay yeah and then they're it. usually like yeah 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 go yeah. ahead and then it's nice to enjoy that moment with them together yeah. so you can kind of get agree. around it as a foreigner you don't always have to adhere to all the that's true they know you're gonna be a weirdo no matter what so if you're <laughs> <laughs> right. as long as you're polite about it and you're aware that generally people don't do that I think it's all right I think so too some mm. of I think our quirks as foreigners can come off rude and some of them I think come off as endearing so I'm not sure which one this is but it seems to be received well (laughs) in my experience we have other information about giving gifts we have a birthday blog post so if you just keyword search birthday I'll also link to it in our show notes you'll find out more information more details and why you shouldn't give certain gifts and why other gifts are encouraged my Chinese friends in my experience are master gift givers (laughs) it's something that seemed to happen overnight when I first came to China I would receive a lot of really extravagant Mm. gifts that I never ever used. Things like I got this really beautiful box set. I mean, it was huge. This huge box. Most of it was a silk wrapping and shiny description of the product. But it was like these hangers for the table where you could hang your bag. Like it's a hook oh. that you can carry around with you. I have you can... someone one of those. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's a useful thing, but it came in this it's like whole extravagant, extravagant right. set and they were really heavy. Yes. And so it wasn't something there that There were many would... of them? There were two and then it also came with this like really... <laughs> I know, and then it came with this like really elaborate facial mirror and then it came came with something else too like a pen or something and it was all in the same style and it was just to me like really excessive like yeah. I would have never carry around that stuff just because it was like so heavy and so overly mm. ornate the gesture was really sweet but I used to get a lot of gifts in that way back yeah. in the day but nowadays the gifts that we've gotten from our Chinese friends are so good but they are masters they know you more but it's more personal now isn't it part of it is that and part of it is that they have access to stuff outside of China. Mm. I think that a lot of the gifts they used to give are more traditional. Like you get a lot of teas. Yeah. You get like moon cake or you get, you know, things that are more traditionally Chinese. But now you get a lot of stuff like perfumes, but designer perfume. Like who doesn't like that? Right. Super nice. And like they'll give you a gift card for different places, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. Like it's, I'm always, always got the lower hand with the gift giving. Anytime I try to reciprocate, then it comes comes back at me like 10 times so it's like really really nice but I'm like constantly trying to match the gift they're like they're better than I am they're they're so good at gift giving at least the friends that we have are just they're just masters and so I think I also want to learn a little bit more about (laughs) what to give them because I feel like I owe quite a few (laughs) gifts out there when I spoke to Shamson about this and something that I feel when I've been given gifts from that they're just like say normal people and what I mean by that is 
they're just like me who just have a normal job who don't have like all this money to spend on expensive gifts and it's just been a gesture and I've had some really nice small gestures that were really thoughtful and I've had gifts from Chanson as well that have been like really I've just been like wow like gifts are always that's so so nice. nice like she really thought about the gift that she was giving she didn't spend a massive amount of money it doesn't matter you know that she thought so much about the gift that she was giving and they're always sneakily like, yeah right. i don't think she's ever like given given a gift it's it always there the it's always like there it's waiting for me in yeah. the morning and i really love that part because it's just like such a surprise yeah. and like a subtle way to give somebody a present it's really and it's nice. also nice to do the same back to her as well like mm-hmm. when you when we've done the same we just like leave the gift and then she's like Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> waiting you're we're all uh, we're not yeah, facing each other but we're just waiting to hear her reaction yeah <laughs> some of the things that champson suggested a lot of these are like probably things that natalie may have considered herself but as like things that would please everyone so food was the top one like if she can bring <laughs> snacks and especially like chocolate and coffee i was quite surprised by and she said as as we just mentioned they don't have to be big you could just do like small packages and funnily enough she said make sure if you give chocolate to the guys make Make sure you give chocolate to all of them. Don't say give chocolate to one and something else to someone else. Give all of the men chocolate or none at all because they might get the wrong idea. (laughs) I think a lot of those things that she mentioned are things that China doesn't really produce a lot of chocolate like they don't i don't I, yeah I don't. yeah know. there aren't any good chocolate <laughs> brands in china so i think a lot of these are things that, that you can buy good chocolate in china but it's going to be mm. quite expensive because you get the import tax because it's usually coming from you know germany switzerland yeah. whatever and so chocolate is really nice because first of all chinese people really appreciate food that comes from abroad because they do understand that a lot of these places have really high quality mm. grass. They do appreciate the nature that goes behind it and so they'll really enjoy the food even on a more deeper level than just oh it tastes really nice. But also because you'll be able to buy something that would cost more in China so they get to try something that they may not be able to afford yeah. in China. So yeah. it's kind of nice for them to, to have that opportunity. But they have pretty good taste when it comes to chocolate. You want to get the good stuff Mm. (laughs) oh i just wanted to mention too it's really common from what i've seen in china for people to just look at the price of something that you give them so if you get something know that they're gonna know how much it costs oh yeah if it's a product that they haven't seen before many of them will actually like go and look up to see how much it costs when i was still teaching one of our parents of one of the students they were opening up a wine shop and they brought us each a six box of wine mm. and one of the teachers looked up the price of the wine I was like I don't care like why are you telling me that she I think she was like oh it's only this much I was like are you kidding me like it's the gesture man like they'll do that and they'll actually do that sometimes in front of the people like I've seen it happen where someone brings a bottle of wine no, I've never seen that but oh yeah I've seen that and then they're scanning the bottle because they have this image recognition feature in Taobao that you can just take a picture of something and then it, yeah. it'll tell you how much it costs. So don't think that you can, especially with wine, they're going to yeah. know how much it costs. So don't get a bottle that looks nice but costs not much <laughs> because they're going to find out. <laughs> but they are big wine drinkers. So maybe if you can get wine from a, a small winery somewhere, like if you're traveling or something. Yeah, that I would think be wine nice is a gesture. good gift for sure. Um, yeah. But I think that they appreciate the more expensive. The, the, it's a really young market for wine. So I think they're still developing their palettes and stuff. And I think <laughs> that the cost really changes their perception a lot. Because I think there's plenty of good $10 bottles of wine out there. Especially ones coming out right. of Chile. I'll drink a $10 bottle of wine from Chile any day. But I think that's not how it is here. No. And so just 
just be aware that if you're buying something cheap, they're going to know. <laughs> I think in general, bringing, especially like local. Definitely. Yeah, stuff from your hometown, snacks and foods like that are, are really nice. That could also kind of roll into the next one that I was thinking of. But if you have local farms that make nice cheeses or dry goods, that'll be good. And then another thing that would be good would be like locally made skincare products. Mm-hmm. Like skincare, I'm sure you were going to mention this too, Holly, because skincare is all the rage and even for men here you can do it so they love skincare products and it's a very common gift that they give each other as well and they really like the imported products because they believe the quality is higher if you can get something locally made handmade soaps lotions and other skincare products i think that would really be a hit that they would really enjoy those yeah chamson said in fact i suggested that to her and she said oh yeah but she said maybe stick with generic things because because some people might have sensitive skin, so maybe stick with hand creams. And she said for cosmetics as well, you could get lipsticks, but go for like classic colors, like classic red, she said. <laughs> and also nail polish as well. And also skincare gadgets. I think this is really cool. I think they would really like facial massagers or different yes. things that help to... Like skincare, we've, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but it's a really important thing here. So anything to help them improve the skin tone and quality, I think will be really, really appreciated. So they have like little things that look like a little bar of soap, but then it like vibrates and it supposedly like helps to firm up your skin, that kind of stuff. If you have a product that you can access in the States that may not be available in China, I think they would just love that. Isn't there a big American company who makes all those funny gadgets for everything? Household products would be really nice if they're like high quality. For example, I got a set of these Norwex towels for Dahlia as a baby gift and I really love those. I haven't seen them here in China and I think because it's not easy to duplicate. They have microfiber cleaning towels here but these ones have silver threads in them so they're like naturally antibacterial Mm -hmm. so you don't use soap and stuff for the baby. So that was really cool. So that might be a good idea. Um, oh, yeah, because Natalie says some of them are young parents, right? So Yeah, yeah the Norwex nice. towels were really great. For me, I found it really great, especially in a place like Guangdong where it's really hot and humid. Mm-hmm. They tend to be much more mold and mildew resistant. So that was really nice for me. And I assume other, especially because it comes with like a little booklet and explains to you like how amazing they are. And mm-hmm. I think that whole presentation is really, really important when giving gifts here. So if they can know more about the product then they can appreciate it better along those same lines of skincare other health products I think would also be really appreciated like vitamins and things yeah I Mm. think so because it's same with those vitamins and different kinds of supplements those are also more trusted if they come from outside of China because there's been in the past quite a few scandals with these companies and they're very expensive here as well Mm -hmm. I do believe it's improving still the perception is that if it comes from somewhere outside side of China, then it tends to have a higher quality. Mm. I'm guessing that things like that, and also with cosmetics, there must be more choice to bring over. You tend to see specific brands in China, especially like supplements and things. And I'm wondering if that's because they have to be tested on animals. 
to be sold in China. You're going to be able to bring more products over. Along with that teas, like health teas that promote different, you know, like you might think, oh, I don't want to give tea because Chinese people know so much about tea and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I wouldn't give a green tea or like, you know, like a flat tea leaf pu'er if you don't know what you're doing because they know what it is. And if it's just mediocre, it's not that good of a gift. But I think floral teas Mm. and Western style teas, they will drink it, then they will really appreciate it. Or like teas that promote circulation. As long as they're high quality, they'll definitely be appreciated. They really like these health products. Mm. If there's something that's popular at the time, they also like to jump on the bandwagon. I mean, in a good way, like if something's popular, they'll be really into it. So if there's some product that may be really cool or trendy at the time, that might also be something to bring over. Yeah, well, like, chia seeds became a thing, and, like, everybody right. was eating chia, and that's here now and everything. But there are probably other superfoods mm-hmm. that pop up on the market, and they like to be a part of that, too, and try it. Yeah. And it may be a little slower to get to China just because of all the regulation. So for the blocks, Chamson suggested maybe something to do with basketball. Oh, yeah, a lot She said of a lot like... of Chinese men are really into NBA, and uh, she said if you know their team, you can get a t-shirt, or she said also baseball caps too like that might be a good gift for the men they're also into football and by that i mean soccer Soccer. (laughs) so maybe something related to football would also be cool jerseys or dvds of football (laughs) (laughs) of clueless I was trying to think of things that are more expensive in China than in other parts of the world. And I think leather goods is another one mm-hmm. going on the whole like apparel. You mentioned not to buy shoes, which I think shoes are really hard to buy for somebody anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't buy shoes for anyone. Yeah, it's hard to know people's tastes. But leather journals or belts, I think leather is or bags. There's a lot of fake leather in China. So I think bringing it from the West may be nicer for them because they know that it's probably real. real. You already mentioned about local products, but I have specifically written American gifts, <laughs> but I'm not really sure exactly what I was thinking when I wrote that down. I mean, I'm just thinking things that were like stereotypically American. Like, for example, the reason I wrote it down was because you have a friend who just came back from the UK and she brought back English tea. So that's like a stereotype of things from the UK. We drink a lot of tea, so bring back nice expensive tea. So I'm trying to think of what things might... And all I could think of was hot dogs. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know why. I have no idea why I was thinking of hot dogs. (laughs) I guess it would depend on where you're coming from in the US as well as to what is special to your area. Definitely. Even little ornate things like a teacup that's been hand-painted by mm. a local artist oh, yeah. or like a plate. Handmade or, things. Yeah, sure. handmade things are really cool. There's not a whole lot of that here. In, I mean, there's not as much as you might think in China. Historically, China has had so many amazing handicrafts that have been mm. passed down from generation to generation. But in modern society, it's very difficult for these people to make much of a living to do these kind of things. But they have paper cutting yeah. and handmade candies and this kind of stuff but I think it's not as easy to get a hold of those crafts as it used to be and so if you have artisans in your hometown that do this kind of thing I think that kind of handwork and uniqueness is really valued here. I think handicrafts is a thing but just like personal not to sell just to do at home because I often see lots of sets on Taobao to make something or other. If you're somewhere that's touristy you often see different people make really elaborate lollipops 
for example, mm-hmm. that really look like works of art, and they're sitting there making these unbelievably gorgeous candies. In a city, for example, like Shenzhen, you don't really see a whole lot of that. No. And I think it's more personal, because it's kind of sharing your culture oh, with their culture, and that would be very appreciated. And it's something that they also do after Chinese New Year, or after some vacation here. When our colleagues come back, they often bring some fruit local to their hometown, or... Don't bring some... fruit, that's illegal, though. Yeah, that, I'm not suggesting you do that. <laughs> but some sort of candy, or these pre-packed fish or meat, which sounds disgusting, but is actually quite delicious. You're drooling thinking I about am. it. <laughs> I am. Just something in, like, a packet. They love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they often bring that back to share with colleagues. If you're giving them food, that's a good point, to give them something that they can share with their friends. For example, if you just bring them a whole cake, and then they have to basically sit there and eat it in Mm. one setting, it's nicer for them to get like little packets of something that they can kind of distribute around and share it, because they really enjoy sharing and eating together. Okay, so if you want to get a really nice gift and you have some money to spend, I really highly recommend getting some kind of a luxury good. Mm. So it actually, you don't even need to spend that much money because if you think about some of the things that you might buy at a luxury store that are smaller items, like if you go to like Louis Vuitton and you get a small bag, I don't or know. Like I don't know what that means. Scarf. <laughs> <laughs> you can get like cufflinks. It'll still be pricey, but mm. it's not going to be like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. They really love luxury goods. I mean, yeah. you just look at the statistics. They really, really love them. And also, what's nice about those is they'll usually gift wrap them for you, and they look so beautiful and keep the bags keep everything just fold the bags they really do appreciate these luxury goods and the flashiness of it all with logos and everything all over the place so that would definitely be appreciated like i say you don't necessarily have to get a whole handbag which might set you back quite a bit but you could get scarves or like a necktie or cufflinks or a little coin purse one of my colleagues gave me just like a little fold-up mirror from coat which made a really nice gift i'm sure Mm. it was expensive but they're not going to break the bank over it so those kind of things if it's got the brand name on it and it's a luxury brand then they really do appreciate that not to sound stingy but you guys have a lot of outlet malls right yeah so you could get some good deals there and i mean i don't know if they're gonna know it's like last season i doubt it so i doubt it that's a good point you could get good deals mm-hmm. go to coach outlet and just get a few of those and and it's actually really inexpensive you can get a little wallet you know for 30 or 40 dollars mm-hmm. but then they'll like gift wrap it for you yeah. and it just looks really nice maybe last season but again i i don't know if they know they wouldn't know necessarily that much they just recognize sure. the brand so do we want a chinese word of yes, the day please so of course obviously i'm gonna give you the word for gift which is so i will link to our dictionary in the show notes which is at written Chinese.com slash episode 127. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to ask us a question like Natalie did, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. If you want to get in touch with us, you don't have to leave us a voicemail message. If you just want to send us an email or just a hi, you can get us at support at writtenchinese.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash two white chicks. And the two is T-W-O. One of our, dare I say, fans just got in touch with us recently. And we were actually able to meet her in person this last weekend. And that was really cool. And we'll actually share with you a little bit of her experiences in an Mm -hmm. upcoming episode. We got her to record on the show. But it was just really nice to hear from somebody who had 
listen. And this is not the first time that it's happened, but every time it happens, it's really special for us because Holly and I are not really that good at reaching out. So we're so <laughs> thankful when people reach in. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so if you are coming to Shenzhen or China and you want to reach out, we're really, really honestly happy to hear from you and hear about your experiences and offer any help if we can. Let us know on Facebook or, as Holly said, writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. You can even write us an email at support at writtenchinese.com. It's just Holly and I behind there. <laughs> so you're going to get us. So thank you for all of you listeners who have reached out. We really, really do appreciate it. It makes our day. And for those of you who haven't yet, think about it. All right. Well, we hope you join us again for next week's episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.